Hello, this is Reverend Erehehme. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Amen and amen. It's appropriate that we've set, we've set these, this whole week to celebrate 12 years. Because one of the things many people have not been taught to do is to celebrate. Because sometimes for us, like charismatics or whatever, we can be so quote-unquote, so spiritual, so serious, that we don't really take our time to celebrate. We don't celebrate the, three, the, the, the little things. Sometimes we just won't wait until we hit the big one, until we do a celebration. Even that one too, sometimes we're even afraid. Because the culture that we are in, sometimes somebody raises up his sons to testify and say, you say, no, no, I'm just catching my head. Because they remember that if they tell their story, they'll be in trouble. But we have to learn to celebrate. Because when you look at the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1, God didn't finish everything before he celebrated. If you look at it every, every day, the Bible says that, and the Lord saw that it was good. Literally, it means he sat back and observed what he has done, and he was happy with it. And if it was to be today, he would high-five himself and say, man, I'm bad. He did amazing things. And so we, we, we have to do that. And tonight, in a short while, like prophet said, just come and talk to you. I just want to encourage you a little bit. And I want to use the life of one of God's choice servants. How God took him from the dungeons of despair and brought him to the citadel of glory. Because that is the life that God builds with a man or a woman. In, in the kingdom, in our work with God, we don't deteriorate, we get better. And regardless, and no matter how much terrible your beginning has been, in God, there is hope for you. You, do, you can't help where you are coming from, but you can help where you are going to. I, I, I want to find out where there's hope so I can preach. At the, I'm not, no, I, I, is there hope here? Yeah. I think the hope is here, so we're going to. Uh, I said you cannot help where you are coming from, but I can help where you are going to. Amen. So we are going to look at the story of this man because there's one thing that I know that the secret of great people is in their stories. The secret of great people is in their stories. That is why you need to look at great people and look into their stories and you begin to get clues because success will always leave clues for you to find out. And this evening I want to lead us to look into the life of Joseph. Joseph the Patriarch. Joseph the Dreamer. Genesis chapter 37. We're going to read verse 12 to 20. Genesis chapter number 37. Genesis is in the Bible. The last time I checked it was there. Genesis chapter 37 verse 12 to 20. Genesis. I think it's on the screen. Yes. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding flock, the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. Now a man found him, and there he was, wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, 
What are you seeking? This is one of the most powerful questions anybody can ask you. What are you looking for? So he said, I am looking or I'm seeking my brothers. That's another big one, prophet. I'm seeking my brothers. You are never complete until you have found your brother or your sister. I'm trying to discipline myself not to go in there. Sometimes the worst things that happen to you in life is not what somebody did to you. But it is who you did not discover. Look at somebody and tell the person you are my brother or your sister. Depend. Don't propose. Just tell the person. <laughs> Verse 17. <coughs> I said don't propose. Verse 17. And the man said they have departed from here for I heard them, them say let's go to Dothan. <coughs> so Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. Verse 18. Now when they saw him afar off even before he came near them. They conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into a pit, and we shall say some wild beasts have devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. They didn't kill him for anything. They killed him because they wanted to kill him because of his dreams. People go after you, not because of what you wear or drive, but it's what is on the inside of you. Pirates don't go after empty ships. All your attacks is not because of the shoes you wear. All your attacks is not because of the wigs you change. All your attacks is because of what you carry on your inside. They said, we will kill him, then we shall see what will happen to his dreams. So all their issue was a dream that the man had. So tonight, in a few minutes, I want to talk to you about, here comes the dreamer. Somebody say, I'm a dreamer. Say it like your mouth belongs to you. You didn't rent your mouth. Say it like it's yours. Listen, unless you live under a rock, you have to agree with me tonight that um, the world, this world, all the world, we've been through some unprecedented few years. From February of 2020, we had this terrible visitor. We had a war. And the fact of the matter is that we didn't choose the battle. This battle chose us. The COVID-19 epidemic pandemic did a whole lot of things to us. And just as the world was about to catch a break, Somebody at the other side of the world decides to go to war. One thing after the other, economic troubles, which I know Ghana is suffering a, 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 a terrible economic, a, economic time. And this has brought untold pain and suffering and despair. And I realize that in times like this, people tend to question the promise that God gave to them. People have looked at the walls that surrounded them once upon a time and they see cracks in the wall. Prophet, one time somebody told me that, no, I, I can see some cracks in the wall. It looks like that. And I said, don't you realize that it is only through the cracks that light comes into your darkness. So forever cracks, ladies and gentlemen, darkness, the darkness is about to depart. When you study the life of Joseph, he, he, he's a type of Jesus Christ. Joseph is a type of Jesus Christ. There are some similarities between him and the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, they tell us that he was greatly beloved by his father. And Jesus was greatly beloved by his father. Number two, he was hated by his brothers. Jesus came to his own, his own re rejected him. Joseph was sentenced by the authorities for something he didn't do. The same thing happened to our Lord Jesus Christ. But the beautiful thing is that Joseph came back to rule over his brothers. And Jesus rose from the dead and is in authority forever. And the beautiful thing about Joseph is that 
Man of God, Joseph is the first person in the Bible who truly taught me what true forgiveness is. Let me tell you, Joseph's greatest temptation was not Mrs. Potiphar. Joseph's heaviest duty temptation was not Mrs. Potiphar. His biggest temptation was the day that he stood in power and his brothers stood before him. What would you do when you have power over people who have hurt you? That is your greatest temptation. What would you do when somebody is trying to destroy you with lies and you have truth that can destroy them and yet you hold yourself back? For me, that is statesmanship. Are your people okay on Wednesdays? Okay. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? This man taught true forgiveness, man of God. Because do you know that there's no written record anywhere in the Bible that Joseph allowed, Joseph let the old man, Jacob, ever know what his brothers did. Never told the old man. Never told the old man that my brothers told me. Until his dying day, Joseph never opened his mouth. True forgiveness. Make sure that you never rehearse what has been done wrong to you. Through forgiveness makes the one who has offended you look good. True forgiveness. I wrote in my notes, they won't say amen, and I'm fine. You know, you know this, this afternoon I was just saying amen all over the place, and Pastor Prince said, Daddy, why are you saying I said, I'm going to, they will not be saying amen, so I'm aiming myself before I go there, because they rented their mouth, and it's very expensive in Ghana now, so you have to do that. <laughs> but one thing, ladies and gentlemen, one thing about Joseph that we want to talk about tonight is the dreams that he carried. Somebody say dreams. Joseph was both a dreamer and he was an interpreter of dreams. Now let me say, I came to talk to you today. I want to download something to your spirit. That dreams and visions are the blueprints that God uses to shape and guide you into destiny. Dreams and visions are powerful. All through scriptures you realize that when people had a dream, I'm talking about proper dreams. Not those that you just close your eyes and you just see anything. You eat too much and you see all kinds of things. There are people every day, cows are chasing you. Your small house has become zoo. That's not what I'm talking about. Because when you are eating corned beef sandwich in the night, the cow will come and chase you in the night. So that's not the one. But I'm talking about dreams that you download from above. Joseph had dreams of leadership. And that is what started guiding him towards his destiny. Jacob when he was removing himself from a family tension, running away from his brother, and he got to a place where he was so poor that his hotel was under the open heavens, and, and he, he had to pillow his head on a the, on, on the stone that night. And the Bible says that at that place, Jacob had a dream, and the portal of heaven was open to him. And the Bible says that there was a tall ladder from heaven, and angels were ascending and descending. Did he say angels were descending? They were ascending, which means in that austere place where he was afraid and lonely and, 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 and afraid, God was there with him. And when, when, when Jacob came out of that vision, he said, surely this is the house of God. You see, man of God, Jacob bumped into something that the world had never known before. He had bumped into the church. He said, this 
this is the house of God. This is where God is. The presence of the Lord is. It was a place where heaven and earth were having interaction. That is why you shouldn't take church for granted. Because when you bump into church, ladies and gentlemen, you have entered into something that has never happened before. It is where angels were ascending. They are taking information from here and they are going to heaven and they are downloading information to you. It's a portal where human beings have interaction with divinity. And out of that dream, ladies and gentlemen, Jacob bumped into the first church. Solomon had a dream and he contacted wisdom for leadership. The Magi who, who, went, to, who went to look at the boy Jesus, they had a dream and the dream gave them guidance. One of the things I realize is that the moment you begin to have dreams and people know that you are a dreamer and there's dreams in you, you tend to attract hatred. People scorn you, people reject you, people push you back. That is why, prophet, I realized that in our generation or some generation past, people normally don't name streets and monuments after people until they are dead and gone. Because when you are a dreamer, people seem always misunderstand you. We don't celebrate people. Who are, who are dreamers until long after they are gone. I live in Atlanta. And buried in Atlanta is Dr. Martin Luther King. The civil rights champion. We celebrate him. We have Martin Luther King Day. It has become an, an American holiday. He, he's, he's revered. He's an icon. But when Martin Luther King was leading the civil rights, he was reviled. He was, he was, he was stabbed. He, the FBI harassed him all over until, until they killed him in Memphis, Tennessee. But today, he's celebrated. And like Joseph, I believe that there are some dreamers in open, open temple tonight. I said there are some dreamers here tonight. You are ready to break some grounds after this pandemic. You are ready to gather everything that has been lost after this pandemic. There are people here tonight who are about to take some new territories. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to some pastor tonight. It looks like during the pandemic you lost everything. Let me tell you something. It is time for you to gather one more time. Don't let the enemy push you for you to lose your hope and your confidence in God. Because he that has begun that good work in you, he shall complete it. God is a completer. Wherever you are today, I want you to get up and have confidence that something is coming your way again. There is someone here tonight, you are about to do something that nobody in your family has ever done. It looks like in your family there are invisible lines that have been drawn. You are going to cross those lines. You are going to walk up some maps that have been drawn for you. Listen, listen, it's not even just maps that you are going to have because maps are drawn by people according to what they have discovered. But you are going to walk away from some maps because God will download some compass on the inside of you and you are going to see some things and wonder that how come nobody has ever seen this before. Let me tell you something not everything that needs to be discovered has been discovered. Not everything that needs to be invented has been invented. And so on the inside of you right here in this house, somebody is about to receive some idea from God. One idea can change your family forever. One idea can change your business together. One idea can let you live like a millionaire forever. If you believe me, say amen. I says, are there some dreamers in the house? Are there some dreamers in the house? When the brothers, when they saw Joseph, they said, here comes the dreamer. And Bishop, I look at your people today, and I boldly declare, with all these people watching me today, I want to tell Accra, watch out Accra. I want, to tell, I want to tell Ghana, watch out Ghana. I want to tell Africa, watch out Africa. I want to tell the world, watch out world. Because some dreamers are coming from my train, Ghana. Some dreamers are coming. Oh, come on. You are a new force that is being released in Africa. I'm telling you, nothing can stop you. You, some of you are going to do things that cannot be explained. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. After today, after this, after this 12 years, 
If your enemies are able to explain you without lying, then you are too ordinary. But tonight, because you are a dreamer, people will not understand how you are able to do this. Because they saw you when you were going through your crisis. They saw you when they shamed you. They saw you when they were saying all kinds of things about you. But they never saw you when God went into the catamos and lifted you up and made something come out of you. I say, I see some dreamers in open temple tonight. Here comes the dreamer. No matter what they do to you, that dream will never die. Joseph, he was subject to many painful experiences. And yet, he prevailed. Listen, maybe you have had some genuine dreams. God has given you some visions. But because of all that life has thrown at you, you feel like it's never going to happen. Maybe you made some bad choices. Some wrong turns, some decisions. And now you feel like the dream is dead. My friend, I want to establish tonight in your spirit that the dream is still alive. I said the dream is still alive. Every prophetic word that has been spoken over you is still alive. That is why you should, there are some places, people of God, when you are a dreamer, there are some places you should never live. Champions don't, don't live everywhere. Am I talking to somebody? Number one, don't live in regret. You are a dreamer. Don't, don't ever live in regret. Because, prophet, I've seen too many dreamers. Maybe because of one or two mistakes that they made in their lives. They are living at a place called regret. Because of a missed opportunity. Because of some bad moves. Tonight, I have come to let you let's say, resign from the pity party that you are in. Because yesterday doesn't carry any promise. The promise is with you today. And the promise is with you tomorrow. Regret can never give you any good thing. Tonight, resign in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because the dream is alive. I see dreamers in this house tonight. Number two, don't live in retreat. Don't live in retreat. Never beat a retreat in the face of adversity. Because let me tell you something. When you carry a dream, people will hate you. When you carry a dream, people will misunderstand you. When you carry a dream, people will reject you. When you carry a dream, people cannot explain you. And in the light of that, a lot of people are beating a retreat. Please, don't beat a retreat. Look at adversity in the eye and tell adversity, no matter what happens, I am coming through you. If I have to crawl, I'll crawl. If I have to run, I'll run. If I have to roll, I'll rope. I remember the story of Sir Edmund Hillary, the man that they said he was the first person to climb Mount Everest. I don't believe it. But school, in the exam, I wrote that man's name because I want to pass. But I don't, listen, if you don't name your, pro, if you don't name your produce, anybody will call it whatever they like. I was watching television many years ago. I think the year 2000 or 1999. And there was this Australian thing that was on the television. And the teacher was teaching this in Australia, white children, white, white women, white children. They, they was cheche kule, and I said, wow, that's nice. He was teaching the children cheche kule, you know cheche kule? And when they finished, then they put C, copyright on this. I said, they have stolen my Accra song. And they are singing, because listen, if you don't name your product, anybody will call it whatever they like. That is our that is that is situation. You've got to learn to you've got to learn to put something on your product. Maybe, maybe that's another time. The way you're looking at me, I'm too sure. I don't I don't like that. But listen, Edmund Hillary, Edmund Hillary attempted so many times to climb Mount Everest, and every time he had he had gone so far, he faced adversity and he came down. And the reason why I don't believe is that he climbed it with Shepherd Tenzinogi. He was the native of 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 that place, and he guided him to the top of Everest. So I'm sure that man. He went there before the white man. But because the white man who can write, he said, I got there first. 
But I believe that that's man. That's why I say you should name your product. You should name your product. We, we, have to, we have to rewrite the history. Chinua Achebe said that until lions have their own historians, the story about the hunt will be told to glorify the, the, the hunter. We need to tell our own story in Africa. Am I talking to somebody? There's a book in somebody that you haven't written yet. We are waiting for that book to come out. I said there's something on the inside that hasn't come out yet. You, it doesn't have to be white to be right. Well, I didn't ask you to clap, so if you have started clapping, please clap well. Other than that, I'll not be in a good mood. <laughs> but listen, listen. Edmund Hill, uh, uh, Hillary, he stood before Mount Everest, and one time he climbed and, and almost, to the, almost to the point where he was conquering Everest, and there was a mighty snowstorm, and they couldn't, and they came down. He was frustrated. He looked at the mountain and pointed to the mountain and said, Today you have defeated me. But I'm going back to make ready and come back again. Next time, I will defeat you because mountains don't grow. We do. Listen, your mountains will not grow, but you will do. You will grow. Be oh, you didn't hear me at all. I said, mountains don't grow. You do. Yesterday's troubles must not put you down today. What made you cry yesterday must make you laugh today. Because your mountains don't grow. You do. Why do I say that? I say that because you are a dreamer. And there's a, there's a fire that is burning in your belly. You will never die until you have seen the manifestation of that dream come to pass. Here comes the dreamer. Listen, no matter the dream that is in your heart, that dream will only remain a dream. It will be locked on your inside. You will be unproductive and ineffective until you learn to bring the dream to come to pass. So in a few minutes, I want to give you a few keys that will help you birth that dream that is on the inside of you. After 12 years, there are some amazing things that must happen. There are some crazy things that must happen. There are some things that must come out of you that must shock people. That dream must not die. If you only knew how your enemies saw you, if you only knew how many times they went to check your profile on Facebook when you were sleeping, you'll be happy with your life. Don't look at anybody. I'm talking to you. Sometimes you, do, you don't know how many people every morning they go to check the obituary column to see whether your name is there. Why, why, why do you worry yourself and you cry? And I, I'm not like, somebody want to be like you. That's why they are called backbiters. Did you see the word? Backbite immediately at your back. They are not in your front and they are biting your back. And the harder they bite, the quicker you go in life. So let them, they, they, they have a job. Let them bite your back so you can go forward very quickly in life. So they are back. Yeah, let, 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 let them bite. But listen, I want to help you today. I, I, want, I want to help you understand the dream that you have and how to bring that dream to come to pass. Because after, after 12 years, I believe that there are some mighty things that must happen in the lives of some people. Some things that have been resident on your inside for a long time that has not found manifestation. You must begin to have an understanding and begin to move it. Because ladies and gentlemen, there's a time that we lay hands on you and there's a time that you have to find a, a, a exposure for that, that thing. There's a time that we have to speak to the thing and there's a time that you have to give expression to that thing. I pray that you don't become a collector of amens. Because sometimes people become collectors of amens. After you collect them, use them to do something. I believe in your future so much that when I see, you see your future is so bright that when I look at you, my eyes even hurt. There's something on your inside. I'm telling you, all the things that you have been through is because the enemy has located something. Listen, 
every attack that comes your way is a tip off that something about is about to happen in your life. That is not the time to give up. That is the time to show that the enemy, listen, the harder you come, the faster I run. I hope I'm making sense today. So if you want, if you want your dreams, how many of you want that dream to come to pass? Somebody scream and say, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Say like you mean and say, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. Say, my dream, my dream. Will, never die. will never die. My dream, my dream. shall come to pass. High five somebody and tell the person we'll see it together. Say the, tell the person we'll see it together. Now, the first thing that you need to do is that if you want that thing to come, if whatever dream, number one, there must be a carrier of that dream. You must be a carrier of that dream because big dreams will not be birthed without somebody carrying that dream. And in the, in the narrative that we read, that dream was with Joseph. It wasn't with his brothers. It wasn't with his fathers. It wasn't with his family. It, wasn't not, it was not the committee that carried the dream. It was Joseph. And I've come tonight to tell somebody that you are the carrier of your dream. Nobody can dream that thing for you. God gave it to you. It has your name on it. It has your Ghana card biometrics on the thing. It is yours when you die. Nobody can do what you have done. Listen, there are about 8 billion people on the surface of the earth and every day over 250,000 are born and added to our population. The amazing thing is that no two people have the same fingerprint. No two people have the same eye scan. We are so different, which means you can go as far back as possible into the annals of human history. You never discover another you. What I've realized is that when something is smart produced is not very expensive but when something is custom made it becomes very expensive you are custom made by God there's no duplicate about you you are one and only when you die you are gone and nobody can duplicate you so there is a dream that is on the inside of you nobody can carry it for you nobody can dream it for you am I talking to somebody in the house listen don't rely on anybody to carry your dream for you because they will not understand your dream when you wake up in the night and you are working the dream they will understand they will be sleeping they will not understand why at your age you are still pushing. They will not understand why they don't see you at the clubs. They will understand why they don't see you all over the place. Because there's a dream on the inside of you that you are carrying. Have you seen a pregnant woman before? Listen, when women are pregnant they are not too interested in have, having the highest high heels. They are not too interested in all the makeups and things. When they are, when they are carrying pregnancy it is time that they have, to, they have to work on this thing and carry that thing. Even in fact when the waters break and they are going to the labor ward, they are not interested what kind of, whether they wear color coordinated clothing, or, no, 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 no because something is about to happen and I'm telling somebody in open heavens that there is a dream, but that dream is looking for a carrier, will you be that carrier who carries the dream not somebody else's dream, not your father not your mother, but your own self must carry your dream listen, let me stop here and counsel somebody let me, stop, let me counsel, you see God planted that dream of the inside. That is why it doesn't leave you. That is what keeps you awake. That thing is worrying you. Let me tell you something. Man of God, Isaac married Rebecca. And the Bible says that Rebecca was barren. And Isaac prayed. The Lord opened Rebecca's womb. And she conceived twins. But the Bible says that there was a violent struggle on her inside. It was so violent. Sometimes some blessings can be violent. It was so violent that Rebecca had to go to God and ask him a question. That if all is well with me, why am I like this? And the Lord looked at Rebecca and said, Rebecca, 
The reason why you are this, the reason there's agitation, is not because witches and wizards are following you, but it's because you carry two things, two nations in your womb. You carry double destiny. I'm telling somebody, all the agitation that you are going through has nothing to do with Satan. It's your dream and your destiny that is worrying you. And I pray to God Almighty, may you never know rest until you have given birth to that dream that is on the inside of you. May the Holy Spirit wake you up. May the Holy Spirit trouble you. May God Almighty agitate you until you bring that to bed. The world is waiting for your manifestation. The Bible says that for the whole world is groaning. The world is growing. Why? For the manifestation of the sons of God. The world is waiting for you. The world is waiting for your shining. What are you waiting for? God Almighty has given a dream, but the dream must have a career. Let me counsel you. For everybody who is a dreamer, make sure that you guard that dream. Because many dreams never saw the light of day. Because the carrier, you invited trouble into the labor world. Learn to guard your dream. And one of them, listen, guard whatever dream you have. Number one, you have to be circumspect about who you share your dreams with. Because you have to understand, even as some preacher and you are clapping, you think I, I, I believe you. Man of God, I was preaching somewhere in, uh, in the UK many years ago. I was just a 20-something-year-old boy. In the Baptist church that day, I mean, that day it was like African fire has come to Baptist church. Because it's an old Baptist church, old people. But I preached that day. When I finished, they sat, you know, normally they'll let you stand at the door and greet people. And people were telling me good things. About, one said, man, I've never heard preaching like this. You are the best thing that happened ever since sliced bread. I mean, I was very happy. Then I saw this old man standing waiting. And everybody went and he came to me and I was saying, this one is going to give me the highest accolades. He said, young man, you did very well. And I heard all the things that the people said. Enjoy it, but don't believe it. <laughs> and I, said, I, I said to myself, but this is my part. Do you know who I am? It didn't take long before I understood. So listen, it's not everybody who class for you who likes you. Yeah. If you don't believe me, go and ask a mosquito. Who is telling people that I went to buy something and they were clapping for me? You don't, you don't understand. Oh, you didn't get me. You didn't get anything. <laughs> Pastor, your people are too slow. Your people are too slow. You must, you, must, you must know who you share your dreams with. And a lot of the things that you suffer are not demons or monitoring spirits. It's monitoring friends. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus began to manifest the essence of divinity. You remember that story? When he, he, began, he began to be transfigured, that what the disciples saw that day was not a miracle. That Jesus was manifesting, that, that living light, the Greek is stable, living light. That was not a miracle. Because that is who he is. The true miracle was that for 33 years, he could keep it undercover. And for many of you, the reason why you go through what you go through is because you don't know how to keep quiet. You talk too much. You talk too much. Everything today, you, the cartoon generation, you, cartoon generation today, everything, you have to put it on social media. I'm going to spit. Hashtag spit. I'm going to spit. Everything, you, you, you don't have secrets. Man of God, this generation, they don't have secrets. Everything is out on social media. No doubt, you should have been married by now, but you talk too much. I knew you'd be quiet. I knew, I wrote here, they'll be quiet. I, I wrote there. 
Your papa asked me to come and talk to you. I want to talk to you. At this age, I have to talk to you. I've stopped preaching and now I'm talking. You talk too much. Everything you put it out there. Listen, Satan has taken a vacation. Today, social media is working for him. You talk too much. On the mount, Jesus said to the disciples, tell no one until. Tell no one until. There are some things you need to keep. Guard your dream. It's not every time there's a time to speak and a time to keep quiet. You, you should be able to walk with somebody and let the person think you are a fool for years, but you know what you are doing. That is wisdom, my friend. That is wisdom. You don't have to put everything out there. Am I talking to somebody? Learn to guard the dream. When Abraham cut a covenant with God and the vultures wanted to sweep, the Bible says that Abraham took a stick and drove it. Abraham guarded. He protected his covenant. What have you protected? Sometimes there are people you need to disconnect yourself from in order to protect your dream. You talk too much. You, you see the human anatomy? You see your anatomy? Everything that God gave to you, two, two legs, two hands, two ears, two, two nostrils, two eyes, whatever. The only thing he gave you one is your mouth. It's a hint. You didn't get me. Your, your people are too slow. It's a hint. He gave you two, 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 two. When he came to mouth, he said one. What do you think he was telling you? Don't talk too much. White TTM, you talk too much. That's what they said in my house. You don't say white TTM, so you talk too much. <laughs> You need to guard the dream. You didn't guard it. The Bible says guard your heart with all diligence. The dream must be. When, 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 when even Joseph, when he told the dream, the Bible says that his father pondered the dream in his heart. When the angel spoke to Mary, Mary pondered it in her heart. There's a time for everything. I'm talking to you like an aged man. There are some things keep to yourself. Surprise your enemies. Don't make it too hard. Another thing that you need to do is to guard your heart from offense. Because when you are a carrier of a dream, one of the things that will seek to kill your dream is offense. Offenses are offenses that keep people be behind their dream. Offense. Listen, you don't have to be offended or get angry at every opportunity. No. Some of you get offended about everything, anything you're offended. And you are working in resentment and bitterness. Let me tell you something. Bitterness, having bitterness against somebody is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. How convenient. <laughs> How convenient. The only gun that after you have discharged the ammunition, it, kiss, it hates the one who shot it, is bitterness. Bitterness will kill your dream. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but listen, I believe that God is speaking to somebody that it is time to let go of that offense. It is destroying you. And the thing is that people can offend. Some people are professional offenders. They will offend you and not care. And they will look to see whether you are offended or not. Don't give, don't give them the, the honor of letting them know that you are offended. Let it go. Let it go. Let, free yourself and walk free. You know me, sometimes, sometimes when, I, when I find out that there are some individual who doesn't like me, like church, right now I, there's only one place that I'm chained to in church. I sit at one place, but... Sometimes I find a, people who may not like me and I dress my best and I go to church and I find where they are sitting. <laughs> Even if I have to pay the usher, I'll pay the usher $1. Let, let me, I'm in trouble. 
I sit there and I cross my legs and say, hey, what's up, bro? You all right? <laughs> you, you must know how, you must have the scale of irritating enemies. Dress up and go to a party they didn't invite you just to pass by and let them know that I am still here. You didn't, I said, let them know that you are still here. And if you want scripture, I'll tell the Bible says that and Jesus showed himself again to his disciples. Man of God, he had been crucified. They saw him. He had crucified. Hope was lost. They put him in a tomb. Everybody thought it was lost. But when he woke up from the dead, he resurrected, he went back to the people who had, who had walked away and the Bible says that he showed himself. Some of you need to go and show yourself to people who thought it was all over. They spoke about you. They lied about you. They destroyed you. They, they, they did everything. And they thought it is all over. In the name of everything that is holy, dress up straighten your weave, extend your eyelashes, put on some makeup, put on some lipstick, and pass by and let them know that I am still here. You thought it was all over, but I am still here. You saw me when they were destroying me, but I am still here. I am alive. You thought, you thought, that, your, your, you thought that my destiny was in your hands, but no, sir. No, madam, my destiny is in the hands of the Most High God. And who is it that speaks and it comes to pass when the Most High God has not commanded it? Yes, you saw me. I was buried in weakness, but after three days, I'm rising up again. To run, I need to run, I need to run, I need to run. Listen, your dream is too big to merit offense. Your dream is too big. The, the wise man tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 1, when you read it in the message translation, he says, Dead flies in a perfume make it stink. Next is there's nothing more stinky than a contaminated anointing. Joseph was a carrier of a dream, but listen to me. Everybody here tonight understand that you are a carrier of a Somebody put your hands on your belly and say, I carry a dream. Or say it like you mean it. But let me tell you something. Even though Joseph was the one who carried the dream, the dream was not just for him. It became other people's breakthrough. Had it, had it not been for Joseph, his family would have died when there was a famine. So I came to tell you, that, listen, whatever you are carrying is also for people's destinies. I said it's for other people's destinies. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, it's for other people's destinies. When they were inaugurating Disney World, they were inaugurating Disney World in California. You know, they have, this, uh, uh, they, they have Disney, 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 Disney World in Florida. Uh, Disneyland in California. Disney, listen, Walt, Walter Disney, Walt Disney, who designed it, who dreamed it, he died before the project was completed. And on the day of that inauguration, one official wanting to be very nice turned and said to his wife, oh, how I wish... What had seen today. And the wife looked at the official and said, if he hadn't seen it, you would not be experiencing it. Ah. If he hadn't seen it. So whatever dream you are carrying, let me tell you something. Other people will come and experience it. Listen, I carried a dream on my inside. For years, this, this dream was bigger than my environment. Because let me tell you something. Long before anything becomes a manifestation, it will beat on your inside like a dream. And that thing was driving me. My, my environment was containing me. This were in the United Kingdom. I had to take that dream with me. With a pregnant wife and no money in my pocket. But a commission from Almighty God. I got to Atlanta. I didn't know anybody. 
did not want so. I rented a car from the airport. I bought a map and put it on my lap. And I took off into a city of about 5 million people. I did not know one person. Anybody who has been there today knows what I'm talking about. He has been there and he knows it. You know something? There was a visit. Sometimes people ask me, how much money did you bring? I said, only $2 and a heart full of faith and a packet of the promises of God. Has it been easy? I wish I could tell you it was easy. But it was never easy. But you know something? I refused to die at the threshold because I knew that God has called me to something. It is not possible for anything to kill me because God hasn't finished with me yet. Where I am today, the Bible says that he that has begun this good thing. So if I read that scripture, I say to myself, Ovoswapia, this is only your beginning. And if this is my beginning, then God help my enemies when I get to the middle. And God help my enemies when I'm getting to the end. It is not over until God says it's over. Somebody shout and say, the dream! I think I need to cut this thing and continue again. I'll continue it. Because I can't finish this. You are pregnant with a dream. Today, listen, lay your hand on, on your head right now. Put your hand on your head right now. I am praying for open wombs today. I am praying that you begin to receive divine seed. Whether you are a man or woman, you are going to be pregnant with a dream today. If you have never dreamed big today, today you are going to dream. Listen, online, something is about to happen to you. Maybe they have given you names that look like your trouble. People don't respect you like we heard from the senior bishop about Jabez. Listen, you may be a Jabez in your family. You may be a troublemaker in your family. But today, may God Almighty download some dreams into your spirit. Dreams of excellence. Dreams of breakthroughs. Dreams of ideas. Dreams of, 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 of power. Dreams of leading. Dreams, mighty dreams. May God download them into your spirit today. Listen, after this conference, after this conference, you will never be dry again. After this conference, you will never walk aimlessly again. After this conference, you will never be careless again. After this conference, the hand of the Lord will come upon you because you are carrying a dream and that dream will never die. I am praying for you in the name of the Lord Jesus that as you go into your prayer, may the Lord open your eyes. As you lay your head down, may the Lord open your eyes. May your spiritual womb open. May your mental womb open. May your physical womb open in the name of Jesus. Man of God, I know that people are going to dream some dreams and do it because they are carriers of dreams. You see, the, the thing about us, I think I'll, I'll just stop with this one point because the other ones are too good for me to rush. Maybe when in a, I'm in a good mood another time, we we'll talk about that. But listen, listen to me. Listen. Never permit, never permit anybody to tie you to your bad experience. Because you are not your experience. You may have done what they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. Never for How many of you have heard of the woman with the issue of blood? Did she get healed? Why are we still calling her the woman with the issue of blood? It's human nature. Anybody heard of blind Bartimaeus? Did he get healed? Why do we still call him blind Bartimaeus? Anybody heard of doubting Thomas? How many times did he doubt? One. We still call him. You have doubted about seven million times. Because people want to tie you to your bad experience. There are some names you must refuse to answer after today. I said there are some names you must refuse to answer from today. So you need to change your name in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must be a carrier of a dream. I think I'll, I'll, I'll end here. My 60 minutes is almost up. I'll, I'll end because the ones that are following are too powerful. You, you think so? You think so? No. 
Come and try and see. You think it's a joke. But the other ones are too, uh, they are too, they are too involved, man of God. I want to respect the time tonight. But ha- have you learned something tonight? You, you carry a dream. I said you carry a dream. That is why I let you pray for yourself tonight. Say, Lord, load me with a dream. In every generation, there are, there are dreamers. In every family, there are dreamers. I found out the other day, man of God, that a lot of people that we call bad boys and bad girls, it's not that they are bad boys or girls, but they carry something that people didn't understand. They were ahead of their time. And nobody could shepherd the dream. In my second point or whatever, I'll, I think I'll, I'll talk to you about those things tomorrow. There are something else. You will learn some things for yourself that now you will work with some seriousness. There are times that people must not understand you because you are possessed by a dream. When you meet somebody, they said, here comes the dreamer. People must give you that nickname. The dreamer is coming. She's carrying something. The things that she says, we don't understand. Say, let's kill him. Then we shall see what will happen to his dreams. Everything against Joseph was because of the dream. And I'll show you how the dream manifested. Stand to your feet.